It's that time once more. It's Turbo Time. Turbo Drive Live. Here on Sega Sonic Radio. The number one source for Sonic music. Music. Hello, people, and welcome to Turbo Drive Live here on Sega Sonic Radio. Yet again, and... Uh, Full of the fail this week, of course. Um, in more way, more ways than one, really. <clears throat> but anyway, I hope you're all having a good weekend, or had a good week, and uh, uh, are looking forward to the weekend, of course. I always do, and uh, this week's no exception, really. Uh, I've got a lot of things on, on my mind. A lot of things got to be coming around, and uh, a lot of things that need to be played. <clears throat> By only lie. Cause see, this week, you know, you know the term "I hate Mondays." Yeah, I hated this past Monday. And I'll tell you that Monday in more detail um, for Turbo's uh, first impressions this week. Mainly because it, it it did have a silver lining as such, but um, no, it it was crap. My li- I wasted hours on that day. You know, my hours will never be returned to me. In on that day, it's like a good a good number of my hours was left behind on that fateful Monday afternoon. It was. Irreversible. Nevertheless, I will be talking about that later this week, uh, or later this show even, um, in Turbo Source Impressions. And of course, up next, we will have some Sonic News Rewind, where a little bit has come around, but there has obviously been altercations, sadly, but... uh, Things people will be missed, of course. I am I am saying nothing more than that, of course. But uh, uh, I just hope that the person who actually listens to this knows that uh, I am quite saddened by recent events. So, yes, my thoughts to you. Um. But yeah, Sonic News Rewind is going to be coming up very shortly. I'm very Shakespeare-ish uh, right now. I've actually got a glass. I'm actually swirling it. It doesn't actually have much in it. It's actually only got iron brew in it. If it was more of a uh, JD and Coke, it would make much more sense. At least you could hear the you know, ice rattling around in it. But hey. You can uh, pretty much t- uh, smack me over the head for... Uh, wrongfully trying to portray snobby poshness or something. Mana. Anyway. Uh, apparently, John the VG. VGPR. Now. Or John, pretty much. Um. 
as one wanted to tell me about his uh, about his normal Friday that uh, that went wrong two weeks ago. Do we really want to know? Uh, I'm just I'm just uh, you know it, it it's. Uh, is it really something that you would like to actually be put onto a, you know, onto a live radio show? Because you know it, you know it's it's okay for my not my troubles to be aired on show, but other people's, is, you know, some people might not like that. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, think on it a little bit until. Uh, until after Sonic News uh, Rewind, at least. Which we will get to uh, right now. And uh, Sonic taking us into uh, Turbo's... Uh, well, Sonic News Rewind. Uh, we... Uh, I, I was kind of like going through some of the back things. And there was a song that obviously reminded me of Summer Sonic, obviously, very well. It uh, was one of the songs that was actually used in Rex Factor uh, from last year's... Or this past year's uh, Summer Sonic. Um, uh, With. um, Yeah, if anyone remembers how it all went, the last person who came up to try, you know, do a song and whatnot, he got possibly one of the best songs out of the lineup that was available and he screwed it up because <laughs> he couldn't he couldn't he didn't know the song he didn't know the song he didn't know the lyrics and he didn't know how how to do it even with the track in the background helping him and he and obviously it has a such a pump up intro and he just <laughs> and he just blew it which was just hilarious so um here you go. Here is uh, from the uh, Sonic Sonic Rider Zero Gravity uh, official soundtrack. Um, the Zero Gravity version of Catch Me If You Can. Um, so I'll see you on the other side for Sonic News Rewind later t- uh, tonight here on Turbo Drive Live only on Sega Sonic Radio. <laughs> I'm 
News Rewind. Hey, welcome back. It's time for Sonic News Rewind here on Top of Drive Live only on Sega Sonic Radio. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, a little bit's been going on, and uh, a bit, ba- bit good, a bit bad, and a bit of weird. So, uh, let's crack on. I say cracking on, not crack on, because uh, apparently there's a big, large cracking outside my window. Strange. Anyway, um, apparently he's got a drunk pirate on, you know, in his tentacles. Oh. Anyway, um, things like move up, keep away from, from the big image. Anyway, uh, <laughs> with <laughs> what is it? Uh, yeah, new Sonic Generations trailer has come around. Yay! Brilliant. Uh, showcasing a couple of new tri- uh, stages, um, including um, like full video, uh, like video of uh, Chemical Plant Zone being uh, shown. Uh, also, Spagonia as well. Uh, I really didn't like Spagonia that too well. Uh, in in Unleashed, really. <clears throat> Yeah, but I think I think Spagonia became the much more memorable of the levels. I think because it, the the name just rolls off your tongue. So uh, yeah, it makes sense. Um, anywho, what else was going on? Uh, things haven't been going from there. Uh, we got uh, what was it? Oh, Archie has started in Sonic Magazine in the U.S. Really? Like, a magazine. Why? I mean... Archie are... Well... Okay, well, Archie's Archie, but... You know... Okay. I mean, I don't, I don't see... I don't see why... Having a magazine would be a good good turnaround for a comic franchise, but or for a comic-based, you know, franchise such as the Sonic Archie series. But uh, okay, fair enough, whatever. I mean, we've had video game magazines before and um, and whatnot, but uh, yeah, crack on, go nuts. Uh, what was it uh, now? Here's here's a person we haven't heard heard from for quite a while. Um, uh, Mike Hayes, uh, the Sega West CEO, um, has been talking about uh, the Sonic franchise and saying that uh, um, he sees chance, uh, chances ahead for Sonic to arc out to do different things. I think he's already done pretty much anything anything he can pre- pretty much do. Um, like obviously he's had an RPG. Uh he's teamed up with Mario. I don't know. You could probably try to do another fighting uh, you could probably try to do a fighting game with Sonic, I don't know. Uh I mean, he was popular in Brawl. Um one th- one suggestion I s- suggested on Twitter one time was and because Capcom loves doing crossovers with a lot of IPs and companies right now, like obviously Marvel and Tasunoku and Tekken with with Street Fighter at least. But um, 
but and apparently, you know, the the guy who makes the the versus uh, like uh, the versus Capcom series uh, or versus whatever, um, you know, he has gone on to say that he wants to have Marvel versus DC, you know, um, and uh, I mean, come on, really? I mean, that that's going on a stretch, but. One thing that I would love to see, and it definitely, obviously, has a great sounding to it, is Capcom versus Sega. You know, Capcom versus Sega. You can't get any better than that, really. I mean, both the rosters from both uh, both the franchises from Capcom and Sega are quite huge. You know, a lot. You know. Obviously, Sega alone has the Sonic franchise, obviously, but there's various other characters that Sega have licensed, you know, that uh, would be perfect for a versus game, like uh, Bayonetta, uh, Jack from Mad World. Um, what else we got? Um, obviously, House of the Dead, you know, like Jet Set Radio, Skies of Arcadia. Um, Trying to think about knights, obviously. Um, just trying to think of other things. Um, I'm a Sega fan, and I don't even know much Sega IPs. Um, that's kind of annoying. But one thing I really would have liked to—I uh, would like to see in a Capcom versus Sega, you know, uh, kind of like game—is obviously having the head-to-head, you know, who is true blue event of between. Mega Man and Sonic, obviously, you know, uh, just Mega Man and Sonic, you know, they're both, you know, obviously both are, have their own kind of like blue nicknames, obviously, um, so really, you know, there's no question why they wouldn't be, like Capcom or Sega would have that inspiration to, you know, join forces between, with the two publishers and try to, you know, make this, you know, um, but hey, you know, I, I can only dream, as much as the, the creator of, uh, you know, creator of, uh, or the design, or director of, uh, Marvel vs. Capcom 3 can dream that, you know, with Marvel, Marvel vs. DC at least, but, but I would think that that would be a very great marketing tool, you know, like a mark, you know, for two really good third-party kind of like, uh, um, you know, uh, well, third third-party kind of like game developers and whatnot, game publishers and whatnot. And what's even better is that they can even bring it. They can even bring back the. Uh, the Power Stone franchise as well, because Sega, uh, you know, obviously with Capcom did the Power Stone series, and Sega published it uh, exclusively on their on the Dreamcast at at the time until they put it onto the PSP at least, and um, you know that would be a great way. That would be a great game as well to reintroduce Power Stone to people as well, you know, which would be fantastic. Uh, anyway, I can only dream. Um, a uh, what was it? A podcast known as the Spin Dash is well, well, it's a Sonic Driven's um, podcast. The Spin Dash is celebrating its fifty epi- 
the 50th episode. So congrats on that, them. I mean, uh, I mean, I'm lucky enough to still be going on for well, uh, four or five years now. Yeah, I mean, most of that time has been <laughs> with uh, SSR still being down, uh, or, or well, SSR being down at times. But uh, uh, nevertheless, nevertheless, uh, I still, I'm still quite quite a veteran in my class. I say. A veteran in the internet world and uh, the ga- uh, the retail world as well. Else. Um, Takashi uh, Uzuka is attending Gamescom uh, in Leipzig, so uh, that's going to be uh, interesting to see what interviews will be coming out. Because they have new builds of Sonic Generations and so- Mario and Sonic at the London 2012 Olympic Games there, so um, it will have a lot of kind of like people you know, raising more questions, thinking, what's going to happen? Uh, Mushroom Hill Zone has been revealed for Sonic Generations, the 3DS version, but not for the console versions. So, yes, it's very interesting to see some exclusivity between the two versions. So, that's cool. Um, on a sadder note, Sonic the Sonic Show, uh, who is now uh, who's currently partnered with... Uh, the Sonic Stadium Network, um, sadly got had its site and YouTube channel hacked this past week, and it was quite a sad day there. Um, I should know because I've contributed content for uh, the Sonic Show before, and uh, it's uh, kind of it's kind of disappointing that. Uh, um, uh, Good, uh, you know, good old Jay has kind of like lost, yeah. Well, kind of like had all of this stuff just to like wipe out of existence. But nevertheless, he is working slowly but surely, getting it back all on track. And and of course, he he has done it in very good style. I I do say so myself, because. Um, um, Funnily enough, there was a a new Gamescom trailer for Mario and Sonic at the London 2012 Olympic Games. And I'm thinking, and I'm just only hypothesizing this, this is going to be the full CG intro for Mario and Sonic at the London 2012 Olympic Games. It pretty much has... It pretty much has all the... um, You know, all the kind of like... uh, what was it? The uh, characters. I, I I think that all the characters ha- that are going to be in the game, because I don't think uh, Sega are going to be announcing any newer characters or any any ca- any new characters for the roster at all. I think they were ha- happy with the roster from um, uh, from the previous game, I think, and just stayed with it. Um, so yeah, I think that's gotta be the full CG, CGI intro for the game when it comes out. So that's why I'm going on it, at least. Um, Crush 40 had uh, Crush 40 released. Well, I think it's Crush 40 uh, released a full video for what I'm made of from their live Japan concert. Uh, so or one of them at least one of the nights. So that's cool. You can watch that. If you want to crack on with that. Um, 
Uh, there was a video showcasing the Gamescom Sega booth, which uh, I actually had to look at as well. Uh, it was uh, done by the, a local website from Germany um, who was helping out Sega at this event, which was kind of interesting. Um, because it had not only like uh, the booths for uh, Sonic Generations and Mario and Sonic at Olympic Game, uh, London 2012 games, um, which, by the way, some of the po- some of the kind of like uh, areas of where Mario and Sonic was being played, they had things like canoes, or well, I think canoes uh, or kayaks or whatever um, that they had, and you did the whole thing and whatnot. It's it's crazy. I'm actually one. Uh, I'm actually surprised if they actually had a saddle seat somewhere on that. Uh, uh, booth, but uh, no. Uh, what was kind of interesting was that they also had on on show like uh, various bits of merchandise um, as well. So that was kind of cool, and it was all it was all sealed in this wall ca- wall cabinet thing. So yeah, very interesting. Shame we didn't get anything like that at Summer Sonic. Uh, anyway. Um, Sonic Generations City Escape with Modern Sonic uh, the entire Modern Sonic level uh, being demoed uh, and in full whatnot. so that's cool um, and lastly Sonic Generations has been nominated for IGN People's Choice Award ooh it's good because, frankly, Sonic Generations does need recognition for its, uh, you know, design and whatnot. You know, it's going, it's, it's bringing, it's merging the two together. You know, it's like, cl- you know, classic and modern. So it's the best for. I mean, for me, I'm fantastic with that. You know, because I'm an overall Sonic fan. You know, I like both. You know. Uh, but anyway, and that's all the news from this week. Um, on TSS, you can check it all in more detail at the SonicStadium.org uh, front page. So, cra- uh, crack on. Um, so ha, so ha, so hari, whatever. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, there we go. Um, so yeah. So what does John have to say? Uh, let's see. Ah. Um, John had a run-in with a douchebag. Yeah. Um, on the Friday, uh, on Friday two weeks ago, uh, being that uh, after he was buying lunch, uh, uh, what was it? And John, you can swear in your text if you want. Don't censor your swearing. Honestly, it's pointless. It's not like I beep. Uh, it's not like I, I edit my shows and I edit out the swearing. 
it's, you know, it's like, uh, doesn't, it, you know, because this is live, uncut, and unscripted, so, you know, that's how good, that's how good I, I like my show, it's like, uh, it's, it's what I want it to be, you know, but, uh, yeah, he's saying that, uh, uh, what was it, um, uh, a driver went around him from a yield sign, I'm, I'm guessing that's a stop sign or something like that. Uh, or a giveaway sign here in the UK. Um, he flipped him off. He flipped... Uh, uh, John flipped him off. Then the driver flipped him ba- um, off back. And he flipped him off. And said, Frankly, you shouldn't have flipped him off. You should have just honked your horn. Just said. you know, uh, It would have been better. But... Uh, yeah. He was a douchebag. Yeah. If he was... Cutting you up that way, so uh, yeah, not not reading the signs. So yeah, that 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 that's kind of troublesome, but uh, nevertheless, yeah. Anywho, I mean, I was gonna also suggest maybe calling the police, but I don't think the police would actually want you to be calling for minor things like that, unless he actually causes like you know, an actual traffic collision or something like that, or, uh, or, uh, does actual, pro- uh, does actual damage to your car and he's sped, sped off, you know, that, that, that's something you could, you could have kind of like called on for or whatever, but I, I I'm not, I'm not 100%, 100% sure with the legality and all that, but hey, whatever. Anyway, moving on from that, um, Uh, oh, apparently no requests this tonight. That kind of sucks. Um, I did forget uh, to say uh, if you got any questions or requests, you know, send them an email at uh, turbo at sonicstadium dot org. Uh, of course, I'm on there. Uh, also, another thing uh, I've noticed um, online uh, for a couple of things: ScrewTacker doing a a uh, free shipping deal this weekend. Now I was going to order stuff from their website, and I was order I was trying to order them today, but for the for some reason, it just it still had the shipping there. So I was kind of hesitant. When does the shipping come off? You know, because it says like international, including international uh, shipping. It's like wow, fantastic! I can I don't don't have to worry about international shipping fees or whatever. And, um, you know, uh, I'm going at the ch- checkout and whatnot, and it, it it still has a shipping fee there. You know, even just before you're about to make a payment, it's still there. The shipping fee is still there. So I don't know what's wrong with uh, the deal, whether or not it is taken off as soon as you go go to pay for the product. Or ScrewTech refunds you back the shipping cost or whatnot. I don't know, but um, I, I'm being very hesitant. I'm going to wait a day uh, and order on the Saturday. And ho- hopefully it should be more in effect then. But uh, right now, I'm or, or maybe I can probably contact with them and whatnot. But so far, that's a good deal. Um, and then for the rest of August, there's... Um, there's an offer where if you buy anything 
for more than ten pounds or like ten pounds, if you buy a ten a ten dollar item or if you spend ten dollars or more, you get a free DVD of uh, the too hot for uh, too hot for the internet uh, screw attack DVD uh, for free, which is kind of cool. Um, so yeah, just saying. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll check on Saturday that because they did post a video on the Friday. Well, it's like it was for Friday, but um, the problem with being in the UK and they're in the states is that it's not technically Friday over there yet. So uh, yeah, I'm gonna wait wait a while and do it on the Saturday at least. So yeah. Um, But it's a, it's not only kind of like free international shipping; it's like free shipping in general. So that's cool. Uh, uh, I get home. I'm just like powering from the kitchen area. Suddenly went out because. Oh, sorry, operator, dude. John's going on continuing with his day. Um. Saying that, uh, what was it uh, a faulty circuit breaker and swi- switched, switched, uh, his you know switches kitchen area off, and it won't and it won't go back on. I've had that happen to me many times, uh, especially in the shower, um, where it, even though it's trip sh- switch switches and whatnot, and you can switch them back on, but the but the fact is, is that you're in the shower, you're enjoying your shower, a nice hot shower, and then it suddenly goes bam! It's cold water. That it's like that. That's disappointing, and that happens. That, that has happened to me many, many the times. So yeah, it's like you shouldn't be thinking that that was the worst. Day. Fair enough. The the near on collision was bad, but. The, the the faulty circuit breaker that's one in a million you know um, and it's and if you mirror if you compare that to your your earlier or earlier um, disarray then uh, yeah it, it doesn't really hold up you know but anyway never mind um, but nah I'm just stalling for time because you want to hear what happened to my Monday. Yeah. Well, if you want to hear my Monday, you're going to have to listen to some soothing music. Because I need to listen to some soothing music. And if not, I might go crazy. Actually, no, I'm going to be going crazy anyway, because frankly, you don't want to know. You'll want to know what I'm talking about and what I'm going to put you through for this week. Um, So, one thing that I got this week, which I'm kind of thankful that has finally arrived, is my (coughs) is my Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time 3D soundtrack. Yes, the soundtrack that was up for offer for free when you purchased a copy of Ocarina of Time 3D on the 3DS. And I ordered mine a good while back 
been waiting patiently, and now I finally got it. And here for your listening pleasure, here's the only original track for that soundtrack, which is the ending... It's the second ending credits, the 3DS ending credits from the soundtrack of... Legend of Zelda Twilight, uh, Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time 3D. So enjoy this. I'll be back very shortly with Turbo Source Impressions and the worst Monday I've ever had. Enjoy. It's time for Turbo's first impressions here on Sega Sonic Radio's Turbo Drive Live. Now, for people who listen to the show constantly and has listened to many of the show in the past, you may recall that um, I saw a certain trailer for a certain movie of a certain adaptation of a certain TV show, which was also an adaptation of a certain book written by a certain Frenchman, no, 
Belgian, I think, um, who, which was a childhood kind of like, uh, kind of like, uh, fantasy and, um, you know, um, enchantment as such. And upon seeing the trailer, I only asked the question, why? And I vowed that I would actually go and actually see the actual movie of this adaptation and find the answer. And I found the answer. And it's a very fucking long one. Ladies and gentlemen, I did, this past Monday, go and see the Smurfs. <sighs> Ladies and gentlemen, I've watched the worst movie to ever hit film in my entire life. The worst film I have ever seen. And here's why. It tries to modernize the Smurfs in everything they do and say. And that is a big shit in my face. <sighs> I, I, I was fine that it was a joke in several kind of like uh, animation, you know, co- comedies. Say, like, um, I would guess The Simpsons is one and Family Guy more, more notably. But when... The writers and the director actually said to themselves to actually make the Smurfs, you know, and put them, make make the kind of like iconic Smurfs, modern and modernize them in everything that they do. Their speech, how they, you know, how they do things, everything. Everything. Do you see what I'm getting here? It's, I mean, I mean, really? I mean, th- does anyone? Is everyone blind to this? I mean, come on, really? Did we really want to see the Smurfs like this? No, we didn't want to see the Smurfs at all. We did not want to see the Smurfs on the big screen. Ever. You know, the TV series, back in the day, that was what the Smurfs was. The books. The books was what the Smurfs was. I mean, really, the Smurfs have the same equivalent, and the the same equivalent cult and favorable status as Asterix. And you know how bad Asterix got with the films that they've done? Even though they did animation films, they were still not really good. But the books, 
you know, the books were fuck they're they're legendary. You know. Um but of course the nail in the coffin for the the Asterix series was obviously the the live action films and by god that that is quite bad of course but but smurfs oh gosh i mean literally every moment of the film every single moment of it was just basically the writer saying laugh laugh at us laugh at our material we're making them we're we're putting in references from the 80s, 90s, and even this decade. And we want you to laugh. We're putting it with the Smurfs name in it. We want you to laugh. That's pretty much what it is. Um, uh, some, some of the things I, I just really didn't like at all. And the whole the whole emphasis of... Um, I mean, yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Everyone's going to probably argue with me and say, well, this is a kid's film. It's supposed to be intended for kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay then. I can easily admit that. Yeah, it is a f- kid's film for kids. But even some kids, some kids won't actually find this funny. Some, some of them won't actually f- f- think this is funny. I mean... It's probably funny to possibly an age group between zero and five. Anything above five, I don't think any any kid would actually be laughing at. Uh, but I'm going to put down some key moments. Key moments that really made me go, ugh, in the film. And it's even worse. It actually... It's actually bad from the very start. Because one, one of the Smurfs that lives at Smurf Village is a Smurf called Narrator Smurf. The fucking narrator is a Smurf! That's fantastic! You take, you take a narrator... And you actually put him in the movie. I, I'm not kidding. This is the same narrator that has probably narrated several kind of like other children's kind of like uh, cartoons and what, uh, films and whatnot. You know, it's like uh, long ago in a land far, far. It's pretty much that guy, that voice, given a body. And what's the body is? What's the body? A fucking Smurf. Great. Great beginning. Fantastic beginning, man. Um, also, uh, and of course, he was showcased in the in the the trailer. But the Smurf who wears a kilt, who I believe he's called Bravery Smurf or Brave Smurf or something stupid. I actually thought he was hefty. But no, he's not Hefty. Hefty is Hefty. And Hefty is, is there. Uh, with his heart tattoo and whatnot and whatever. And um, But he's not one of the main characters. He's not one of the main characters that are that is showcased in the, in the film. No. Which is kind of shit because Hefty was probably one of my best, one of my favorite 
um, Smurfs that I would uh, that I used to like in the TV show, in the cartoon show, a lot. Um, but no, um, the only the the only thing I have a problem. Well, I don't have a problem with is Gargamel, the guy who plays Gargamel. He should he should be given a fucking medal, a fucking. Forget an Oscar. Forget a Grammy or whatever. Or any kind of like media kind of like award. Just give him a fucking medal. A medal that says, I survived the production of the Smurfs. Or better yet, the Smurfs 3D. And by the way, I didn't actually see it in 3D. But by God, some of the 3D effects would have been shoot hard in into that version. Because I saw in my standard version, it was... It was, you know, which which scenes were gonna fucking, you know, poke the living fuck out of your eyes with 3D, you know. Um, but no, Gargamel, the guy who played Gargamel, I don't know who he is really, but goddamn, give the guy a bloody medal, give him a sandwich, give it, give him, give him a three course dinner for his effort, because frankly, he really should have done something better, really. I mean, he should have been put in something else. He should have been in, in a Shakespeare play, for fuck's sake. You know? But no, no, he's in this fucking film. In this stupid, stupid-ass film. You know? That doesn't need to exist. Um, another thing, I really hated how they tried to do Az- Azriel, Gargamel's cat, where it's like it's part real cat, it's it's part a real cat, and it's part CG, and that scared the living fuck out of me. the a- The animation for Azrael was absolutely atrocious. It was almost close. It was trying to mimic that of like other kind of like uh, show uh, movies that do, did that, like Cats and Dogs, and um, and uh, uh, well, well, not not to lesser extent. Lesser extent, um, Garfield, because obviously Garfield was completely CG. Um, but no, no. When you try to make, you know, superimpose like CG onto a real cat, or make try to make a real cat more, obviously, you know, make a, a CG real cat or something. I, I don't know. It just looked terrible. Really, it did. Um, other things. Um, other other key moments. I mean. The the whole plot is, um, Papa Smurf sees a vision of uh, clumsy, you know. Do, uh, apparently, clumsy does something wrong, and um, uh, Papa Smurf wants clumsy to not do anything or not go anywhere or whatever, and uh, and whatnot, and to to try to stop a calamity that might happen. But to no avail, because apparently clumsy is clumsy, and you know, it he he just fucking fucks things up. Um, and what's even worse, it's like how they actually did this. And it's like Papa Smurf insisted; he actually told Clumsy to not leave the village, not go anywhere, do not go anywhere. And what does he do? In the next scene, he's out in the fucking woods. He's in the woods trying to find whatever berries or wherever the fuck it is. I don't know what it was. And Gargamel finds him, and they go for, and then they go and whatever you know. Um, 
you know, they find the Smurf village and they go off and try to capture all the Smurfs and whatnot. And then the whole group splits, where five Smurfs go to this uh, blue hole thing, and it's pretty much. Yeah, the whole running gag of things like, please turn back now! Do not come to this place! You know, we warned you! You know, it's. Yeah, great gag, guys. Like, we haven't seen that in like five years. Um. Um, but yeah, the, the the Smurfs that are mainly given the main the biggest screen time are obviously Papa Smurf, Clumsy, Brainy, uh, that Scott will uh, that kilt willing uh, Smurf, uh, whatever, and Smurfette. Obviously, because Smurfette, Smurfette, and she's the only fucking Smurf or the only female Smurf in the entire fucking village. Fantastic, and of course, what's even worse is uh, obviously because this is this is aimed at young children, and young children don't know what the Smurfs are unless they actually watch the actual TV show and actually seen the episode. They clarify Smurfette's backstory three fucking times, near enough three times. Once with Gargamel, the other with the other with um, you know uh, the other human characters that are there. And another time for good measure, I think. I don't know where where it was, but I think I, I think it was recu- recurred three times in that fucking movie, just to shoehorn it in that Smurfette obviously was created by Gargamel, and she tur- she then obviously was saved by um, Papa Smurf to kind of like become an actual Smurf and whatever. And ah, God, Duh. yes, I know you're trying to, I know you're trying to explain it to the kids, but the kids won't fucking care. You know, and if they do care, they don't want to be, sh- you know, reminded it like twenty million goddamn times. Um, other things. Um, there was uh, like uh, the whole whole plot is that uh, obviously the Smurfs <sighs> during the Blue Moon Festival, which is the festival that the Smurfs celebrate, they. They go to this magical blue hole, like uh, it, it. It's like something that was stolen from James Rolfe's like movie, movie like scripts. You know, it's like it's like the Legend of the Blue Hole. You know, it's like the Smurfs find this big water, uh, this little waterfall, and apparently during the blue moon, um, it creates a vortex that you know they get sucked into. Uh, and where does it take them? To modern day New York! <laughs> so now you know. It involves time travel. Well done, movie. You've totally done it. You've absolutely totally done it. Um. Yeah. With uh, that, um, Gargamel goes in, goes goes after the Smurfs and whatnot for a while. Uh, then we get to meet the other human characters. A guy who is a, you know, a vice president of sales thing for this perfume company or, or like, a, you know, makeup company or whatever. And, uh, and his wife who is pregnant with his kid, you know, and yada, yada, yada. Um, but the the main emphasis is that obviously the Smurfs are trying to get back home, and um, 
Apparently, the Smurfs actually changed this couple's life in uh, for for a brighter, brighter future or something like that, some crap like that. Uh, I, I'm not going to, going too much into the the human element. You know why? Because some of the human human plot points in this fucking movie is pointless. There's even one. There's one section section in 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 uh, the movie where Gargamel. Uh, uh, somehow got a piece of uh, well, a piece of Smurf essence, and he liquefies it into a potion, whatever. And then he goes to the kind of like uh, goes to this, uh, goes to the makeup place that this guy's working at um, because he he found out that he found out from a clue or whatever, and because he has the Smurfs, and he goes in there, and it, it obviously because he's obviously medieval kind of thing, and he can't. Ca- grasp the whole things of makeup and whatnot. He makes fun of the anti-aging products and uh, whatnot, and uh, he's apparently inf- offending the w- the mother of the owner of the company and whatnot. And uh, then he obviously does a little magic and actually turns turns the cor- I can't believe I'm saying this turns the owner's mother. And turns her clock and makes her age 30 or 40. I don't know. But she makes her younger. So young, in fact, that it even emphasized that Gargamel's magic not only brought youth to this woman... But but also boobs and breasts and 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 ass. And I really didn't want to see this. I really didn't want to see that. Honestly, I mean, really. <laughs> and you know what? It doesn't go anywhere from there. It's like Gargamel obviously gets offered by the owner of the company to actually find the secret and whatnot, it doesn't go anywhere from there. Gargamel just then goes, you know what, fuck this, I'm going off, trying to find my, I wanted my Smurfs, I'm going away and going and finding my Smurfs. And then he gets arrested. And that's it. You know, that entire subplot, completely useless. Completely pointless. halfway through yet. <laughs> Do you know what the pain I'm going through right now? Um, and we're coming close to the end of the show and we're going to run over time, so this is overtime, people. You know, this is overtime for this shitty fucking movie that doesn't really deserve my attention, but it needs to be said. It needs to be said. People need to know my anguish. <laughs> or, or my pain and sorrow. We're watching this piece of shit. Um, there was a moment in the mo- there was also another movie in uh, <laughs> moment in the movie where the Smurfs are in this kind of like uh, apartment store or whatever, a toy store, um, and whatnot. Also, fucking advertisements in the fucking movie. 
I mean, yeah, Smurfs, they're blue. What can we advertise that is also blue? How about the the Blue Man Group? Yeah, the Blue Man Group. You know that, you know, awkward, weird stage show thing that uh, is in London. Yeah, we'll advertise that. What else is blue? Blu-ray! Yeah, we'll advertise Blu-ray! We'll encourage people to actually go out and buy this this crappy movie on Blu-ray when it co- eventually comes out. Sure you didn't want to advertise anything else? Like Sega? Or Sonic? Or Mega Man? Or The Tick? Or anything else? Anything else you want to shoehorn into this fucking movie? Ugh. Anyway. Um... Trying to think about um, anything. Um, what else? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Actually, the other other Smurf that was also there was Grumpy. Yeah. One thing I did like uh, did like about Grumpy's character is that he didn't say "I hate" a lot. He didn't say "I hate I I hate boats I hate t- stairs I hate." We can say basically that would have that's that's fine because we already have a character like that now nowadays in our generation he's called Francis and he's from left for dead so there we already have a character like that now but uh no grumpy's person grumpy's personality obviously he's grumpy and he doesn't like everything but he doesn't emphasize it every time he doesn't say i hate and then insert your object action you know event or whatever i don't care he doesn't say that which is good but the only problem that the I had with him was <sighs> there's a there's a moment where Grumpy gets thrown into a bowl of of blue M&Ms a bowl of blue M&Ms and he calls it Smurf droppings Seriously. He called them Smurf droppings. And he actually ate one. And he said it tastes good. I really hate this movie. I really hate it. I mean... Kids laughed at that! Smurf droppings! Yay! Poop! Shit! I can't believe the writers got away with that! (laughs) But it gets better! Oh, it gets better! He then looks around and he sees a plush of the green M&M. I literally cracked when he started making googly eyes and a fucking plush off the green M&M. Seriously? I'm really... Again, 
We're not even halfway! And we get, we're given this! It's like... I know, I know that the Smurfs are in a, a weird world and whatnot. And they don't know where they are, but... How can they not tell an inanimate object when it isn't even alive?! Honestly. Oh, God. I mean, come on, people. I mean, do you even understand what I'm going through here? I mean, the Smurfs are absolutely dumbasses. You know. <laughs> they were written to be dumbasses. It's as bad, as bad as the Transformers movies. It's like, it's almost the same. It's almost. It, it feels like it's written by the same people, you know. Where obviously, the Transformers are near enough idiots for the kind of like, you know, um, things that are going on, you know, in uh, uh, you know, in in real life. Oh, where I don't care. You know what? I need to get this over with and whatnot, so because really it's it's really getting to me. Um, so anyway, this that and next thing. Um, oh, actually, no. The worst the the worst is yet to come. Cause the Smurfs need to go and find a spell book to no incantation that would take him back. To where uh, to their own time, or whatever, to open up the vortex and whatnot. But they go to this Chinese uh, bookshop that's full of magical artifacts and whatnot, and then they find a book that is one of the original. Adventures of the Smurfs books written in its native language written by the written by the actual author That's right people They do a double dragon in this fucking movie They literally put the source material in the movie and actually have the characters of said franchise reading this damn book They did a fucking double dragon. I almost in the theater. I almost said. I almost. I almost shouted, "Come on!" I almost. I almost stood up and actually said, "You cannot be serious." I was this close, but I was able to hold my tongue, because. Really, I didn't want to bring attention to myself in that theater. Because those people didn't deserve it. They needed to go through the same painfully agonizing realization that I was going through as well. 
And I wasn't going to give them the fact that I was going to stand up and actually say that this movie is an absolute atrocity to cinematography. So, yeah. But, yeah, after that, painful, painful scene, and almost over an hour of utter, utter rubbish. They have the final climax. They have the Act 3. It's like, uh, Papa Smurf gets captured by Gargamel. The other Smurfs... um, eventually open up the portal to get all the other Smurfs to come in to aid and help save Papa Smurf. And they save Papa Smurf. Clumsy saves the day. He becomes a hero. And then they go back to... back to, uh... you know, their own dimension this time. Not time. Dimension. And... And in the end credits, we find out that the, the the human couple they have their baby, whatnot. They called it blue. I think they called it blue. Which I'm really really annoyed. And what the Smurfs do to rebuild their village is model it after New York City. That's it. Why? Why? Fucking hell. Why? All I ask... I didn't get an end. When I when I saw the trailer, I was asking myself why, and I wanted to see the movie that actually answered my answered my questions. Now I've got a new question: Why? I'm right back to square one. As in, why are you assholes doing this? Like raping my childhood? <laughs> Do you actually have pleasure? And actually taking a very old, old and well-known and respected franchise that didn't really become, didn't really need to become any bigger than it was, and it didn't need a movie, but you did it anyway, and you put it in a context that's that's so stupid. That it really shouldn't have been a theatrical release. Really? And here's another thing. Does it make you happy to make... And this is this is to the writers of this godforsaken movie. Do you think that you're happy that you have written possibly the worst movie in your entire career? If you can easily say that you're accepting the fact that you have are fine with this abomination that you've wrote on paper with your own blood, 
then you have no soul. You are damned to live in your own perpetual hell. So, no, overall, if you're actually an adult and you actually have some uh, kids age uh, 0 to 5, then uh, this is the perfect movie for them. The Smurfs. Where no one actually gives a crap. Yeah. Um, you can easily, easily understand that I don't like this movie. I really don't. I really, 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 really don't like this movie. I mean, it takes everything that I've actually grown up to actually watch. And you've literally just destroyed my childhood. You literally took a... you a, You took a series that I used to watch as a kid and bastardized it for the theater for no good reason. I'm guessing that the original creator, obviously... I'm, I'm not sure if the original creator is still alive, but really? I don't think he would actually approve of this. I don't know why that... You know... Why this was actually given the go-ahead... I mean, it tries. It tries so hard to be something like Shrek or... Yes, just Shrek. You know. Uh, It tries to be like that. And it fails in so many ways. And trust me, it didn't need to be. This movie didn't need to exist. This movie didn't need to be produced. This movie didn't need to be greenlighted from the start. So in that case, I I just have one thing to say to you people who usually listen to my show. Don't watch this. Do not watch this film. Let the parents take their little kids to go watch this film. So they can watch, listen, watch the most mind-numbingness hour and a half um, in their life, really. So, there. That's my review of the Smurfs. That was my worst Monday ever. But you know what? You know what? There was a silver lining to this. Because... Before I actually went to see the Smurfs, I had a little time extra to myself. And I went to the cinema's arcade. And there, for a, for a good long time, I have never played this for a good long time. And I was itching to get back into the saddle. At my cinema, they had an arcade cabinet... Of House of the Dead 3. Oh yeah. Though really I should have. Really used. The. Uh, 
um, you know, the arcade cabinet for when I came out of the film. So that way I can, you know, let out my frustrations in the game. But no. I was foolish enough to actually play the game before I saw that tripe. So I already used up all of my anger and all all of my frustrations and all of my kind of like release to put towards House of the Dead 3. But that is my silver lining. Because you know what? Because I was able to complete the game. I was able to complete House of the Dead 3 without having to play it for a very long time in four credits. And I got the top score. So, yeah. That that made my day. At least. You know. Me being the top of the score of a House of the Dead arcade machine. I am God! Actually, I'm Turbo, but hey. Um... Anywho. Eh, right. So yeah, with that, uh, our, well, 45-minute rant over, uh, I think it's definitely time to go uh, and just uh, leave you be, I guess. I've got other things to do, including uh, trying to get some trophies in a certain... PlayStation Network game just now. I've only got one left to go. I might actually talk about it for Total Source Impressions next week. At least it'll be a little more lighter and shorter than this week's. But uh, nevertheless. Anyway, but of course, during my kind of like ranting and whatnot, uh, several people have entered, including Sunny, who uh, had her birthday uh, yesterday. So happy birthday to Sunny! I'll be at a good one. And, uh, of course, she has her own uh, kind of like a channel stream. So, yeah. Uh, so, hi to everyone on the channel stream that's there just now. And, uh, you know, um, uh, do check out Sunny's channel. She's just posted it in the IRC chat room. And, uh, and of course, Vlupsha Spy has also come, come around. She's had a very long day. She's probably been working as well. So, um, so she's just only come in as well. And, um, yeah, and Vlupsha Spy, um, a lot, um, has put in her only request for tonight. Uh, mean, mainly because everyone else doesn't, well, I didn't get any other uh, requests uh, for tonight either. Um, because apparently everyone was requesting... There was so many people requesting last week um, that they couldn't be bothered uh, uh, to request this week. I think. Um, but yes, uh, she wants the Babylon Garden uh, from Sonic... Writers. That's cool. A nice, decently long track for people to listen to uh, for uh, tonight's uh, ending show. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, sorry. Sorry, again. (laughs) 
you probably he- haven't heard me that angry in a good long while. So uh, there, there you go. There's there's your anger quota for this year. Um, <clears throat> I I personally think. Uh, so yeah, you've got your you got your yearly dose of turbo anguish. Anguish. Ang- ang- anguish is that a word? Yeah, I think it is. But uh, yeah, you got your ang- you got your tea angry burger right there. You know, was it delicious? Hmm. Did you nom 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 in it? It was must have been very tasty. Anywho, um, here is um, uh, voluptuous spies request. Um, Babylon Garden, the theme for Babylon Garden from Sonic Riders. So. Uh, <laughs> and Voluptuous Spy is now st- stolen Angrish. So now, a- Angrish! Uh, Voluptuous Spy, copyright Vol- Voluptuous Spy 2011. <laughs> Do not steal. Um, anyway, here's uh, Babylon Garden, Sonic Riders, and I will see you next time, same t- same place, same time. Uh, don't, sh- don't, well, um, there is no uh, shows this Sunday, except for Dan Dyer's uh, show. So if you want to catch him on the Sunday, by all means. Uh, also, uh, you know, do check out all the other shows that are available. Uh, and, uh, you know, hopefully, and yes, I will try to get uh, past episodes put onto the FTP. I think it's stable now, so I'll uh, probably crack on and try to get some on there as soon as possible. So anyway... This has been Turbo. This has been Turbo Drive Live here on Sega Sonic Radio. Here's Babylon Garden. Enjoy yourselves. Enjoy your weekend. And see you next week, next Friday, 8 p.m. UK time. Take it easy and see you later. Bye-bye.
Thanks for listening to Tim Drive Live. Only on Sega Sonic Radio. The number one source for Sonic music.